0: to you live from the most landlocked county in ireland it's the Parkpiles piles podcast with your hosts peter donna marie and mave let's go fishing for gossip Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Port Pals podcast. How is everyone this week?
1: Good, good. Can we believe we're recording episode five of our podcast this week?
0: Love it. Love it. I'm really enjoying it so far. Yes. It's hard to explain what I thought we were going to, we were getting ourselves into when we started this, but yeah, it's been a, yeah, enjoying it, enjoying the process, enjoying putting out the episodes love having an excuse to watch bravo and all the all the reality shows that sometimes you know we don't always find time for it, but now we have to yeah that's what i'm like with the kids no i can't
2: make dinner you know, i'm walking <laughs> <laughs> let's play
0: that was always the dream, you know, watching telly for a living.
2: Yeah, if someone could just pay me to watch TV all day, that would be the ideal career. Okay. Right? Let's get stuck into this week's episode because I have
0: a lot to say. To be fair, I think there is a lot to say about this week's episode. So go on, Donna Marie, you, you're ready to, ready to go. Get us, get us started. I'm going to start with Alex because, I mean, you've heard the last four episodes. I still
2: don't know what. My thing is with Alex, but I'm convinced he's not going to be there for the whole season. But my God, the chap just keeps on giving. Every single episode, drunk Alex is my favourite. I mean, he's brilliant. He is brilliant with a few drinks and From using Colin's head, or Glenn's head as a locker to nearly drowning and referring to Gary as Lord Forkwad. <laughs> I just love a drunk Alex. He's my favourite.
1: I actually felt sorry for him when Gary came over and was like, oh yeah, like I hooked up at Mads last night and you could just see him in him. He was a bit defeated about the whole thing.
2: Is, it, is Gary going from being, like he said it himself, but is he going from being this hot guy to the creepy uncle? Is he getting a bit seedy as he's getting older? I think but
0: so. There's, there's a time in every man's life when, and we find it very hard with me, that we go from being the young stud to the sort of, Forty something, good looking, sophisticated to just the creepy oldie. You know, it's a natural progression. We all go through it. Thankfully, still in the fifth form, and you know, never. I never really hit that creepy, creepy stage. <laughs> I'm
2: trying to remember a time when you went into your sophisticated stage, but that never happened. You just went straight from being a young flit.
0: Here, listen. My idea of sophistication (laughs) in me you, is to stop taking ecstasy and start snorting cocaine instead. But I think that was my level of sophistication.
2: I have a career now. I can afford to buy coke. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Reading the times and having a line. Sure, what's
2: enough? <laughs> oh my god. Gary's just it is. And maybe it's the haircut as well. I'm not loving his hair. It's a mess.
1: Brush it. Yeah, it's like he just to get a haircut and just start from scratch again and grow it out because it's just yeah. ridiculous. It's not god. giving Kyle from summer houses uh, mullet at all.
2: And I liked it in previous seasons. Like, I like it up in the bun and all that. I don't know, maybe it's because he's wearing it down more. I'm like, no, put it back in the bun.
0: Give him a little bit of grace for the fact that he was stuck indoors right up until the moment he came on board because he he had COVID. So maybe he normally gets it done before he sets out for a charter season. And that wasn't available to him this year because he had COVID.
2: Yeah, well, there's no excuse. You can go down and ask one of the girls for a little
0: fucking hairbrush. Well, that's true. There's no excuse for not brushing your hair,
2: Maeve. <laughs>
0: just thankfully, this is an audio podcast, and we don't have a video element, or we'd all be in trouble. Get your point about his hair, yeah. He's he's getting on. He's got he's even got a bigger pop belly than he normally does. Like I mean, he's not he's not just a normal fit Gary anymore. He's he's getting middle aged The middle age spread is kicking in.
2: Yeah. I'm interested now to see how he gets on for the rest of the season. As much as we can see that it's not going to be Daisy's best season, like herself personally.
1: Like, um, I don't know. Maybe there's maybe it's not going to be Gary's either. No, because even how he was trying to like, even how he felt like rejected when Mads is like, oh yeah, like nothing happened last night, or let's just not talk about it, or let's just forget it. And he just yeah, whole he's time not used to that, isn't he? not? he is not used to that, Mads.
2: The next day, when she
1: had our beer, goggles was on the locker. Like, and then he spent the whole day running around the boat, telling everyone else what happened, trying to create this like, no, well, it definitely happened. <laughs> well,
0: th- there's there's a big difference here between Mads and some of Gary's previous conquests. Gary was sort of always went for they were very easy marks because they were bunny butt. Like, I mean, let's be clear about it. Um, Ashley from it was it was Ashley last year. That's exactly who I was thinking of, Ashley. Number four. Ashley was the epitome. True. And she is the template for every girl that Gary has been with since this show began. Now we've got Matt who has a bit more about her. She's very confident. She knows what she wants. She even said it to Lucy. She was like, "It's him, But like, you know, kinda of wish it was somebody else.
2: Oh my god, Lucy's reaction to the conversation about the kiss, she was like nearly bombing. That was brilliant.
0: Yeah, was it was brilliant. just, ew. Something tells me that Gary and sort of that older, older, creepy guy is not Lucy's, is not Lucy's cup of tea. No, no. I don't think an older, creepy person is many people's cups of tea. With Gary running around the boat telling everyone that he was with Matt, that's because he had to because nobody else was going to do it. Other times, like last year, Ashley couldn't wait to tell Tom, "Oh, I was with Gary last night," and everybody knew because she wasn't exactly subtle about it. Whereas Mads is, yeah, drunken mistake. Let's forget about it. You know, I'm I'm moving on now. Next week, I'm going to be tipping into somebody else. Oh, Gary's being the bodybuilder this season is what you're saying? Yeah, I think Gary's going to be Gary's going to be that that dude that you know did well for himself one night and couldn't take the hint that look, you know. Be grateful for what you got, pal, because, you know, it ain't getting any better. You've aged out now, kid. (laughs) Your your time is done. (gasps) Oh, my God. I like that. Gary's aged out. So we did see another little spark um, during the episode. At that little moment, it's about eight minutes into the show. And we see a very, very deep moment between Colin and Daisy. Okay, hear me out on this. When I
2: watched that scene, I asked question whether or not the first time they hook up
0: is on the TV show. They were giving each other those vibes and had that look of, I've already seen you naked. You know?
2: Yeah, and he's like, uh, they're too young. Not that I fancy them anyway. Like letting her know. I am so, swear to God, no one could tell me they haven't already hooked up. I honestly believe they've already hooked up. The body language between them, the flirting,
1: straight away. I wonder if we've through their social media, will we see them together? pre-season
0: I don't think so I didn't see anything between the two of them on social media however those kind of things would have been they would have kept that out of the eye anyway If even if they were like even if they were fully together after this season I think they would have kept that quiet because Bravo would have ensured m- m- to allow the mystery of the season a lot of this stuff gets held back and then they just start yeah. missing it you'll see especially in Summer House and other shows that the cast members will release their social media that happened at the time only when the episode drops because they've been holding yeah. back And you'll see, actually-
2: like the conversation they had on screen, the sexual tension was there. It was literally bubbling. And I was like, oh my God, here we go. This is the start. I can't wait.
0: A hundred percent. You could see it, like the looks Daisy was given, the little touch, like all these are classic signs in our psychology. That's on now. They are all classic signs of, oh yeah, I'm totally in. I've either banged it or I want to bang you. Mm, I agree. So that's that's she did get quite rattled this week, our Daisy.
2: Oh yeah, but in all fairness, she was run ragged. She was run ragged, and as much as I say there is sexual tension there with Colin and Daisy. I also see a tension between her and Gary and it's not sex Their dynamic here, it's not like previous seasons where they were super flirty and all that. Another reason I think she's already banged Colin. That flirty banter she has with Gary, with, uh, Gary is gone. It's not there.
1: I think as well, she's kind of sick of Gary's shit when it comes to the boat. That, like, Mm. she's always running around. Her team are always running around. And now it's just getting to a point where she's like, if you're not going to help me, I'm not going to help you. You're on your own.
2: And Glenn is coming across as, like, Team Gary vibes, isn't
0: he? Look, we've seen this before on every single franchise episode. The interior are always secondary to the deck in the eyes of the... The captain will always favour slightly the deck crew because that's where they naturally come from. They have more affinity with the deck crew than they do with the interior. So Maybe
2: it's just because previous seasons with sailing, Yacht, the dynamic between Glenn, Gary, Colin and Daisy was always so tight. There was never really a divide there for the last cousins. They were always like a unit together. So maybe that's just gone now. That's broken like that, they're going to turn into all the other seasons of all the other below decks where there is a divide.
1: Yeah, and like that, even before the Charter started, when they were having their preference she meeting, you could see Daisy already was frustrated.
0: Mm, I do think that there is something else at play with the horror and Gary dynamic that were sort of brushing over. They hooked up, Gary and Daisy, hooked up after the last season. It's the worst kept secret in the world. It was hinted at. When Colin mentioned about, right at episode one, oh, you and Gary, you know, he's met up, he's hooked up. And they said, oh, did Gary tell you that? And got real defensive about it. Like she didn't want it known. Pretty obvious they had a thing. Now they don't have a thing. So now they're just acting like every other couple who were once together and aren't anymore. The girl is just not into them anymore. What she liked at one point now annoys her, and yeah. I think the dynamic is that Daisy was with Gary. Probably regrets it to a certain extent, and has her eyes obviously focused elsewhere, and doesn't really want to be reminded of the fact that you know a few months ago she was banging Gary, and he was a tosser. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for the rest of the season's play out. Right now I can't wait until we get to the end to see like what happens and where they're at.
0: Yeah, one thing we kind of we kind of skipped over because we moved quite quickly off Alex. He was actually even really funny when he sober. D- um uh, Did you see when he was talking to Mads when they were just kind of lying in the crew mess? Yeah. And Alex was talking about, her, you know, saying, about, oh, you were with Gary. And Alex turned around and he says, you know, I think we've all got a little bit of a forced officer in us. You know, you quite literally.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. Yes, he's grown at me. I do like him. I think he's funny and I I just love him when he's drunk. Chase didn't bring much this week other than a fart. That was about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I have my thoughts on Chase. I think he's trying to have banter with Gary and all them, but his banter is just not the same. So it's coming across like he's just having a whinge and a moan all the time. Well,
0: that's the difference
2: between Americans and the rest
0: of the world, isn't it? That's that's quite that's entirely possible. That and we've seen this before. We've seen this on other shows. We've seen pretty sure it was Mediterranean when the new deck hand came on the boat and he made the joke to Courtney about her being uh, a, narci- a narcissist, and she got completely upset when mm-hmm. the joke. It was a joke, and it was pretty obvious it was a joke. But the humor just doesn't translate so well. So well, between America and the rest of the world. Now, a lot of time
2: it just falls flat, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. They don't get our humor and we don't get theirs. I have a lot of friends through my uh, online communities who are American. And the humor just goes over their head so often. I'll make a joke and they'll actually answer me as if I was serious. And it's like, no, that, 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 that was a joke. <laughs> that was meant That was meant to be funny. I'm rolling around inside laughing. Why aren't you? <laughs> and then you just end up feeling like a fucking spare prick. <laughs> oh, you end up feeling like a total muttonhead. And then you just sit there for the rest of the meeting going, you know, well, I'm not saying anymore. I'm putting myself out there. <laughs> But yeah, I do think that's I do think that's a real possibility that he is just trying to be one of the lads, and the humour is just not translating properly over to a South African and a New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about the guests this week. What do we think? I'm unsure. Me too. When they got on the boat, obviously, we for, like I'm sure everybody's watched the episode at this stage, and even they haven't, they've seen the trailer and the whole thing with the chain that really did come across as, oh my God, these people are going to be assholes. They didn't seem like assholes when they were actually on. They just, they have their own, they seem to have their own way. I I don't know. They're, I'm very, very torn on them. They don't seem rude, but yet, they're a bit douchey, which is weird.
2: Yeah, the whole clip with the, I'm on a yacht, motherfuckers. I was like, what the fuck? But they weren't actually like that. It was just the clip. And then, the other thing was where I was a little bit, when they went up and asked Glenn to put the chain on, yeah. I don't know how I felt about that. That was-
0: Yeah, like, I mean, what's, what's that about?
2: Am yeah, I-, I feel like they're not being rude, but they are being quite, you know, oh, we can ask for anything and they get it. They have to. Do you think
0: there might be an element of, we need to kind of do something here because we're on TV? Uh, Is that a little bit of a small little play for the camera? Because they can't think of anything else to do and it's not in them to be complete assholes. So they try and be a little bit, maybe slightly more demanding than they would normally be for good TV.
2: They probably went in there with the instructions from the production crew to, you know... Keep them on their toes a little bit and they just don't have it in them because they're nice people.
0: They may not be necessarily our cup of tea, but that's fine. You know, you mm. can be a good person and not be our cup of tea. Yeah, we'll see how next week goes.
2: And then obviously our man ahead head off himself, so he wasn't there. Yeah,
0: that, that looked really, really sore. Like, seriously, mm. one of those foil things that can lift a person off the, the top of the, the water and it whacks you straight in the head, it's going to fucking hurt.
2: Yeah, not going to lie, I would have been sitting there losing the f- me rag at the fucking
0: 12-year-old. <laughs> Dozy bollocks, what do you do? But I have to say, I, I, I found it very funny that all the, all the Americans were like, he's been gone 12 hours, Yeah, still not back. It's like, hello, 12 hours? You wouldn't even get through triage in this country in 12 hours after.
2: That's exactly what I, mean. I was like, he hasn't been seen by a doctor, that's normal. That's normal in Ireland, by the way, if anyone's listening from outside of Ireland. That's shit normal. We don't get seen by a doctor for between 15 and 24 hours.
1: But even the shock when he was like, they did this without the anaesthetic. Like, that's normal here. That's normal, yeah.
0: I have never had an anaesthetic for stitches. And I've had stitches in my eye. I've had stitches in my hand. I've had stitches in my head. I have never once had an anaesthetic. I've seen people getting staples in their head with no anesthetic. That's yeah. just the way we roll over here. Now,
2: I need, did any of the kids get like a local anesthetic when they split themselves? But no,
0: I don't even think they did. Like, yeah. no. I thought the bigger question would be, you call this medic out. What kind of a medic can't do that? Or stick a few stitches in themselves.
2: 100%. I, did, I had the same thought when I was watching it. I was like, hang on a minute. Why can't the medic just stitch him up or put a bit of glue on it? It'd be grand.
0: So. They would be trained. They they have the skill. Or I suppose the whole concussion thing. Like, or... What are they going to do? They're not going to do a CT scan just because you got a smack in the head. Like, I mean, what happens here? Oh, you got hit in the head. Okay. You know, don't go to sleep for a while. And, oh, you watch him. And you're mm. giving a bit of advice of what to do. They're not rolling you down scanning your head just because you got tipped in the head. True. The American views on the uh, European healthcare system might be a little uh, might be a little skewed and not in the not in the way of reality. At
2: all. At all. And then of course the crew dressed for Spice Girls.
0: Ah yes, the Spice Girls. That was interesting. I love it.
2: Between Alex with the scary spice dress on and Gary bald's not <laughs> hanging
0: out the show. I think Chase summed it, up, summed it up best when he said he looks more like Old Spice.
2: <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> that was brilliant. But that was good. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, there wasn't much else like that other than Daisy being run ragged. And being pulled from every
0: corner of the boat. I think that's going to play out a lot more next week. And I think when we come back to this next week, we'll obviously have a lot more on that. And I think we'll watch that with interest over the next few weeks.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. My heart broke for her watching that uh, clip for next week. And I just... Like at the end of the day, she's on a TV show and she has a camera in her face, but she can't have a
0: bad day. You know? She's the face. She's the face of the boat. She is the one that they see when they get up in the morning. When they go to bed at night, she's the one that shows them around. She is the one they look to for almost everything.
2: 100%. And if it was us and we were having a bad day, we could just go to bed, watch Netflix, do whatever the fuck we needed to do to get us through the day. But she can't do that. So I felt sorry for seeing the clip
0: of her crying in the toilet. Hope she's okay. So now it's time for our roundup from the rest of the Bravoverse. I think we might as well start with Summer House. Well
2: now, which one? I mean, we're going to round up Summerhouse.
0: But we're actually going to have
2: a good old conversation about Summer House, Martha's Vineyard, Season 1, Episode 1. Well, let's, let's
0: start there. Brand new show, brand new cast of characters, first impressions.
2: Yeah. I was expecting Summer House on steroids, and that's what we got. And if anyone out there listening is a fan of Real Housewives Atlanta and is on the whether or not, they should watch Martha's Vineyard. 100% watch it. It is brilliant. I'm in. I was hooked. After
0: about eight minutes, I was like, okay i mean i love the fact and obviously coming into the show i didn't realize this because we're from ireland we have no fucking idea where martha's vineyard is we have, had to look the, i had to look it up i googled it as well didn't realize it was so far away didn't realize it was such a journey to get there and that makes a lot of sense as to why the show they're there for two weeks this is their actual vacation. And I love that because I think that creates far more drama because people are, there's no break. You yeah. do not get space. You don't get time away from these people to sort of regather yourself and come back. That's a lot. Yeah.
2: I prefer that format. It's the same with Winter House. I like it. I'm ready for it. And um, I mean, based off episode one, I know we're still waiting for a couple of the cast to arrive based off episode one, who is your favourite and who is your worst?
1: I don't have a worst, but I do think they all have potential to be a mean character.
0: Okay. I am not as on the fence. I have a favourite. My favourite is Jordan. And not because, you know, she's quite obviously the best looking one in the house. But I think she's probably the most genuine on the the face of things. She seems like the most genuine character that's there. And yeah, I think I will like her personality, I like the way she conducts herself. Yeah, I think she's going to be good. Worst character, it's a toss up. It really is a toss up. And I, I know it's between, I bet you I know who it's between. Yeah, it's Jasmine. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I'm really not sure about her, and but her little writer, buddy he
2: Oh, this surprises me.
0: Yeah, I don't know about her. I'm not sure I like her vibe. She's my favourite. That's strange. It's not often me and you disagree that much on something.
2: Yes, well, do you know what? I like her. I like that she's chilled, but at the same time, she is happy to get that giant wooden spoon out of her ass, stick it in the pot, and stir it up like a motherfucker, and cause so much drama. (laughs) I love that.
0: Now, what I will say is, The girls have kind of shown their teeth early. The knives were out. The drama was on. Like, it was literally on site with the girls on. The guys, it usually takes a couple of more weeks for them to kind of get into their stride before you really start to see their colours. I think Silas could definitely be have issues. He could definitely be going down towards that dislikable sort. Some of the other guys, yeah, I don't know. They may annoy me.
2: I agree with you with the Silas and Jasmine thing. I don't know if it's a good idea to be a newly married couple and walk straight into a reality TV show. You know, there's a bit of a course there when it comes to relationships with reality TV. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Um, Alec, I like, I like Alec. But there's a part of me that questions whether or not, you know, there's a bit of a mask there and will we see it slip? And then Amir is, I like him. but He just, he seems to be himself. Yeah. What you see is what you get with him. And I, I don't know if, if we're getting the real Alex. So I, I'm going to have to come back to him. I'll have to watch him over the season.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do agree. Alex seems to have his way of talking to people. It does seem a little bit... It's not that it's guarded, but it seems shrouded. It's almost like he... he it, it really is like there's a mask Yeah. a lot of what he wants to say. I think he's going to be in the early weeks, heavily filtered. And I think it's going to probably be week four or five before you really start to see, you know, if he's a dickhead or if he's, you know... If that's just who he is. That's yeah. just who he is.
2: Um, I like Preston too. I really enjoyed listening to him. Preston is the gay activist. Yes. So I think I might like him. I think he, he could bring a lot of fun, but at the same time, he
0: could bring huge amounts of drama. I think he is going to be the center of a lot of drama. And I don't necessarily think he ends up in the middle of it. But I think he loves the grenades that start yeah. the war. Because he's that sort. He'll throw a comment in or he would say something that others don't agree with. And he'll let them battle it out then.
2: Yeah, he'll hand over the ball of shite and expect other people to throw it. <laughs> I like that sort of shit though. You know, for, re- for reality TV, that's what I want. That's like Mariah. I'm like, she seems like she's chilled, but I'd say she has the potential to cause an awful lot of drama.
0: And I like, so yeah, bring it. So then we have Bria and her emotional support dog.
1: If I could get away with bringing my cats on a two week holiday so I could have them to snuggle, I 100% would. Yeah, I'd do the same. I'd bring Bonnie with me.
2: I wouldn't bring Bowie now because I'm his emotional support human. He ain't my emotional support dog. I would if I could get away with bringing Bonnie 100% I would
0: yeah I have no objection to somebody bringing a dog on holidays do I think she should have told people she was bringing a dog yes do I think they overreacted to her bringing the dog absolutely I think they could have handled it way better like, yeah, just a grab a lint
2: roller. Just grab a lint roller and run it over. Yeah. Like that. And and it was it was Mariah who got up off beach and went to get her to start the drama.
0: Yeah. That's what she called stored in the park. Nobody yeah. else now I did think she went a bit over the top, running around the house asking everyone what they thought of the dog. Like, what were they going to say to her? Uh, no, we don't like the dog. No, they're obviously going to say we don't have a problem with it. If you had some cunt there that his eyes were streaming and his nose was running and he was allergic to the moat, you probably say, like, oh, it's I'll just take a tarot. it could be fine.
2: <laughs> I feel like she could be one of the most unhinged guests we will see.
1: Yes, she's going to bring Bunny Boiler. Yes, she could be a little bit unhinged.
0: Yeah, I, I feel the emotional support animal is and is reflective of her, of her mental state. And yeah. I think that's going to lead to a lot, of, a lot of drama.
1: But it's even like how Jasmine said at the start when they're having their first dinner. Oh, it's a curated group of people. Like, if you knew what you were asking, surely it would know she was coming with a dog.
0: Yes. <laughs> she, like, she said she works with her. So how closely do you work with her that you brought? Her?
1: No, I think they worked.
0: Oh, worked.
2: They were all... Uh, yeah, so she even said herself she wasn't our first choice. Her other friend said, why don't you invite her?
1: Yeah. They all worked as uh, bunnies.
0: Yeah, they all worked in the playboy club, obviously, yeah. when they were working their way through college and stuff like that. Fair deals, make your money, whatever it takes. But I really don't get why you would invite somebody that, you weren't sure of.
1: Could be to create drama so you get season two. Well, that's mm. true.
0: But in fairness, if I'm Jasmine and I'm having a little self-actualization moment and I'm looking in the mirror go, I can create enough fucking drama by myself. I yeah, don't.
2: Let's, let's talk about the drama that's going to be created because Silas pretty much
1: control freak,
2: controlled and like put this blame onto Jordan for stuff that went on before he'd even met his wife or, you know, when they were still just dating and stuff like that, like fuck off, mind your own business. The girls entitled to go and get pissed.
0: Okay, well here we go. Like I didn't really want to get into this after episode one, but Silas has taken all the box for being an absolute asshole. You've dragged it out of me.
2: Yeah, it's a bit control freaky, like to be. You know, I don't know. In- like, it didn't sit well with me. It didn't sit well with me. You cannot put the blame on somebody else for your wife having a social life there's there's
0: nothing wrong with that he's obviously a control freak and a fucking gaslighter
2: that's that's it that's what the impression i got i was like he's literally gaslighting not just his wife but his wife's friend as well and i was like that doesn't sit well with me i don't like
0: but could you imagine sitting down for dinner us three ken and karen who's a friend of ours and we were all sitting around and ken started complaining that. Donna was a bit wild. You were a bit wild in your youth, but it was mainly Karen's fault because she dragged you all these places. And when you first started going out, you weren't always available because you were out with Karen.
2: Yeah, that, like that. It wouldn't happen. It just that conversation would never take place because if that's who Ken was, I wouldn't be
0: married. Well, let's, be, let's be clear. You'd, if Ken started that conversation, you'd probably headbutt. So I,
2: I probably would upend the table. But no, I mean. Look, I, it did not sit well with me, and if that's the person we're going to get for the whole season, I don't. is going to like.
1: No, he's definitely not
2: it
0: for me. So I think, and then we've just got one more character, which that's Nick, our resident clothes horse, the man with the most extensive wardrobe. What are them we? we? Then were some colourful pants, weren't they? Yeah, he likes a bit. Of, he likes a bit of flair. Likes a bit of. Likes a bit of colour. And then there's that side that, uh, like, we're in
2: Ireland, we don't get it. What is it, the Kappa and the Alf? I'd love someone to explain that to me. I, I, We don't have fraternities over here, we don't get it.
0: So, I'm sure you've seen, you've seen movies. Where I've seen movies, yeah. So basically what happens, these fraternities are societies within college, and you join them, but you live in the house. It's more than just joining a society college. You become part of that fraternity for life and what happens is they actually when they go out into the world they pledge x percentage of their salary like a low like i mean we're probably talking one percent two percent of their salary to the fraternity in perpetuity i am fairly confident that's what happens and that that that,
2: answers the question as to how they can afford to have these big giant gaff
0: yeah this is what funds the fraternity moving forward and it's all about it is literally all about networking you know having contacts going forward so you would have a lot of fraternity alumni that you know obviously well placed in corporate america or as politicians and you have access to these people then because you were in the same fraternity or you know somebody who knows them through the and that's how they build out and that's how you know, the cycle is perpetuated. They it's it's like a massive click. That's but, mad, goodness. isn't it? And
2: then here's us over here where if you can accept a friend request off went to school, where
0: fuck you, couldn't yes. stand you when I was there. <laughs> we don't I think Irish people don't do networking to the same extent because we don't view people as in what can I get out of? You know, what is the benefit to me and the rest you know, we do from a personal level but very rarely on a like business or money orientated level. That's like,
2: mad. I, I didn't know any of that.
0: Yeah, and I'm I am obviously open to correction, but I'm fairly confident that that's approximately the way they work. The, hmm. the fraternities, and then you're you're just in the fraternity for life, and that's it. Your brotherhood, and they do. They have secret handshakes and. There are some that are just normal, and then there's others that are in more exclusive universities like Harvard and Yale that are extremely secretive. They're they're not even called fraternities; they're like secret societies, and they are the real pearls. They're the ones that have ex-presidents, senators, governors, top CEOs. These are the absolute pinnacle of American elitism. So yeah. Definitely is a real thing. Thing. so we moved you know we've we've done a little bit of educating this week on the poor Pals yes. podcast
2: yeah so moving on we're looking forward to the rest of the season i've no doubt it's going to be loads of drama and let's move on to Summerhouse. house may fill us in
1: so carl and lindsay got engaged on this episode and we see the aftermath of danielle who i actually think she reacted how any of us would react in that situation. She had like an absolute meltdown in the moment. She was so upset that like she didn't know what was happening, that Carol never told her, and how like she, even though like her and Lindsay's friendship wasn't where it was, that she couldn't be a part of that moment like everybody else was. And a bit like that, you're one in Martha's Vineyard going around asking everybody in the house. Danielle went around and asked everybody in the house when did they find out that Carol was proposing to Lindsay and Chris said, oh, like, was it a month ago or two months ago? Something like that, he said. A
0: few weeks ago, or yeah. Or a few
1: weeks ago. And that really put her out because, like, he only knows him a couple of weeks now.
0: Six, six eight weeks, whatever it is that they've been in the house. And
1: he okay. knew. Okay. And he knew,
2: but she didn't. Okay, well, I have an opinion on that. Number one, the only reason Chris found out was because they were having a few drinks and the three lads were stood in the corner and they were just talking about it. Lads are very different to girls when it comes to shit like that. Number two. The week before, when she asked Carl about his plans for engagement, and all, she stuck her head in the pillow and broke her shite
0: laugh. But well, she screamed. She roared. So why would
2: he tell her? Why? Like, I honestly thought I was going to be Team Danielle. I never imagined be Team Lindsay, even though I, I like the drama he has brought over the seasons. I don't necessarily like her as a person. I like Danielle as a person. But that reaction was like, no, you shouldn't have done it. She did the whole thing wrong. Would I be a little bit upset if it was you? At my age, probably not. I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be like fair play. But a few years ago, maybe I would have been a little bit upset. But I'd get on with it. There's ways to do it. Like, take me, for instance. I got married in bed and I had a couple of friends who were a little bit sad. I couldn't be there for it. Did they cause an argument or a row over it? No. Did they say that to me at the time? No. They said it to me later on down the line. They just wish they could have been there. And that was that. We moved on. There was no drama. There was no fight. Yeah.
0: I'm very torn on this. I think Danielle's reaction in the moment was quite normal. I think when you know somebody as long as she's known, Carl. And like not let's not forget, she knows Carl longer than pretty much anyone in the house knows. She knew him well before. Lindsay or anybody else. They had a massive friendship, the three of them. They were the tres amigos for X number of years. Danielle carried water for Lindsay and Carl for the past few seasons. Danielle took a glass in the chest, got covered in shit at a meal because she stuck up for Lindsay. Now they're all happy. There's been a massive miscommunication about how she actually feels about their relationship. Lindsay does not want to hear what Danielle has to say. Danielle is not getting her point across right because there's far too much emotion in And that's just all completely gone awry. However, Carl made plans. He flew out Lindsay's family, her close friend. So he wasn't like he wasn't telling. But yet he didn't mention anything to Danielle. Well, maybe he didn't mention it to Danielle because Lindsay told him that. I
2: mean, are we expected to believe that this was a surprise for Lindsay?
1: No, but she knew. No. Of course she did Like Whether she saw the statement on the bank account or... we all planned. Do it
2: on camera. Let's do it on camera. Like 100% cool. this shit was planned. Maybe, actually I'm certain, Lindsay yeah. didn't want Danielle known and told Carol not to. And Danielle needs to accept that now. That it's no longer the treasure, It's Lindsay and Carl. And Carl is going to do what Lindsay tells him to do. And that's.
0: Yeah. That's. Which is fair. However. That just goes to show. Show. That Lindsay. Is it. See you next Tuesday. Because. She allowed Danielle. She took advantage of Danielle's friendship. All those times things were shit. And as soon as she didn't like something. She just bailed and said. Well I've got Carl and fuck you.
2: This, no doubt about it, I like that. I've said it many a times. A huge Lindsay fan. She is not a nice person at her core. But at the same time, all Danielle was give them ammunition. They have this against her for the rest of their lives. You ruined our engagement. If Danielle had been thinking straight, she would not have given them the satisfaction. She would have said nothing.
1: But even the fact that they all, even though they were all present for the engagement, they all congratulated them on social media. But Danielle didn't. Now, just because she was like, no, it's not something I'm going to do. Lindsay has a cob on over that as well, that she didn't reach out to social media and say what an amazing congratulations it all was.
0: They're not friends anymore. As soon as Danielle found out that they had gone and done this and she wasn't even told, never mind included, forget about included. It's not your night. You don't have to be included, but just tell her. Said that, that you're bringing you, you know, you're making a big
2: surprise 100%. She knew I would safely say Lindsay's the one who chose our ring and everything that was all orchestrated and pre planned, and she knew that was going to happen. That we
0: now, Danielle, once she reacted in the house when she found it, she was damned if she did and damned if she did because she went there, she was never going to be happy once she went. That was clear. She was never going to have a good, and it was going to be obvious. And somebody was going to tell Caroline what happened next. So she went. She fucked. If she didn't go, then it's Danielle made it all about her by not going. She was fucked. So by reacting in the house is a perfectly natural reaction, she basically backed herself into a corner with regards to what happens next. I'm really on the fence about whether Danielle is right or Danielle is wrong. I think she just couldn't, she couldn't, there was nothing going to go right for her. Once she reacted, that was it, she was done. She backed herself into that corner and she was always going to be the villain of the piece there. I'm
2: very interested to see the reunion now and see you know, how Andy navigated the conversation
0: between the three of them. Now, there was one other interesting aspect to that and that was the party on the Saturday night uh, pool party where Robert was there and Robert pulled Carl aside for the chat and Carl, I think you'll both agree, was listening to Robert, but very much yes, 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 listening or hearing, but not listening to what he was saying. He was very, very agitated by what he was hearing.
1: It was like he had his mind made up, and then Lindsay wasn't there, jump in and coach him, so he just kind of had no expression at all. But I saw a clip on TikTok of next week's episode, so it's when Carl goes out to the carper. And him and Kyle are talking. And Carl now feels like he just made the wrong decision by not including Danielle. And again, it's something wrong that he's done. And this whole continuation on of like how he's always at fault. It's always his fault. Nobody else's. So,
0: yeah, I think you could see when he stormed off that it was he wasn't storming off because Robert had confronted him. He was storming off because something was clicking in his head that, okay. This wasn't right the way this was handled. Not saying that Danielle, what Danielle did was right, running around the party and talking to all the family about it. Totally against what she did there. However, I think Carl is even realizing now he slipped up with what happened, and this may have been an opportunity to mend between the three of them by sort of even semi including her in the conversation about what happened. So, be interesting to see what happens now next week and how that how that plays out.
2: I'm hoping we don't see them on Summer House now. They've outgrown it. They need to go. It's time to go. So I'm, I'm just hoping that this is the end.
1: Yeah, this needs to be their last season. We need to get a whole new... We keep a couple for Summer House for the new season and don't load. Yeah. Or like that, change the format where
2: they're not going to the Hamptons every weekend for the whole summer. You know, send them in there for 15 days so that they can't escape
0: one of the best seasons that we had of Summer House was during COVID, when they yes. were all just locked in the house and we yes. had all that craziness and the madness and we had Des Bishop and, yeah, yeah the unforgettable moments. So, Tana, is it fair to say you can't even watch Des Bishop anymore? No, no.
2: Can't watch him. I had to unfollow him on all his social medias. He gave me the ick. It was creepy, fucking seedy-ass shit.
0: No, never. no. See, Des, Des, like Gary, has made that transition from sophisticated 30s to creepy old dudes. Guys, if you need some lessons on how to be, you know, fit 40 instead of creepy old dudes, I'm here for you. So I think that just about wraps us up for this week. Do we have any final words before we head off?
1: Like, follow, and share us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find us at Port Pals Podcast. And please, if there is any
2: listeners, um, feel free to email us some feedback. You know, let us know if we're doing okay or if there's anything we'd like to see or hear from us. And yeah, one hundred percent, we'd love some feedback on the pod- on the podcast.
0: Yeah, we don't know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong unless you, the listener, you know, gives us a bit of feedback. So yeah, hit us up, hit us hit us up in the DMs comment on any of our social media posts and yeah we'd love to hear from you all so on that note see you all next week bye bye